The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Davis Maddock, joined, as always, on Thursday morning by Jacob Sanderson as we break down the main NFL daily fantasy slate for DraftKings on Sunday. Uh, bad weather everywhere, really, is the theme this week. So there is not great weather for Rams Baltimore, I believe, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. Really, just if you live in the United States and you are not in <laughs> California or Florida, expect the weather to be bad this weekend. That That is, I, I just, it looks. And Jacob, people laughed at me. They mocked me when I was talking about this being an El Nino year during <laughs> best ball season. They laughed. They chuckled. And guess who was right to fade every Browns and Jets player based on the Week 17 weather? This guy right here. Yeah, the weather is the main reason why you're glad you don't have any Browns and Jets. Not that yeah, no other Zach no Wilson other reason. Joe Flacco. <laughs> no other reason. No other reason. Yeah, it is just, funny. Just in my my home dynasty league, still uses defense, um, and so I like I, I carry the Steelers and the Jets defense, and ironically, like I had totally forgotten all the summer like chatter about all this weather and everything, and suppressed it. And I like, well, I got the buy and I went to look, I was like, all right, what, what are my defenses week 16 and week 17? Um, or do I need to pick up a different one? And then I saw the jets like against the Browns on Thursday night football. And I was like, oh man, I'm so pumped to have the jets defense in this game. Like there's going to be this horrible weather. And then I like, and then I could hear like the little Davis in my head being like, guys, it's an El Nino year. <laughs> you gotta, you can't, you can't draft this game. You can't. You just you just can't do it. Uh, so I, I guess the, we will begin with a game that is not going to be too disrupted by weather and that actually not disrupted at all because it's in a dome. The Tempe Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. So a couple things here. The first being Corrine. Corrine was pretty into Bijan when I talked to him yesterday. Mm. And I uh, listeners who have made it through uh, 15 <laughs> weeks of this program know that this is a pro Bijan show. You're always My- into Bijan. My first instinct looking at the slate was actually not big on Bijan because I'm going to do the Zach Moss thing again without reservation. I'll be playing him well, on every course. team. Yeah, I. it's just like Peter was sort of making the point to me yesterday. It's like, well, he's more expensive. It was more necessary last week to get in Tyreek and McCaffrey in the lineups. I, to me, I, I just am like, Moss is either the second or the third highest projected running back of the entire slate. Anyway, depending on which projection system you were looking at, I think he's clearly a better play than Pacheco, clearly a better play than Kyron, than Josh Jacobs, clearly a better play, by the way, than Bijan Robinson, who we're talking about. The The issue yeah. I have with Bijan at this stage is entirely related to his absolute ceiling. So he scored 27 points two weeks ago, a game in which he scored two touchdowns, a game in which he had uh, actually an, an unbelievably sick touchdown reception. And like if 27 points is your absolute ceiling, obviously that makes you a play, but not like a giga jam, you know, is, is sort of where I am at with, with Mr. Robinson right now. Right. Well, it's hard because his receiving role within the context of the team is very good. But of course the context of the teams, they throw 25 passes for 180 yards most right. of the time. Yeah. Uh, and then his rushing role is not that good, right? He's usually losing between five well, and ten carries to Cordero Patterson, it's, it's he's good in the five aggregate. And ten carries to Tyler Algier, like 
Yeah, it's it's good in the aggregate because they are so run heavy. So if you just looked at the raw totals, you'd be like, oh, he got 18 carries. Right. What are people complaining about? But like he could be getting 25 carries if he had a larger right. share. But it but it caps it caps the it caps the absolute ceiling, right? Like if the script works properly for Zach Moss, like he might get 34 carries, right? Like that's that's possible. It's not possible for Robinson just because the share is much lower. I mean, I've made the point in the other way from like at least from a floor perspective where it's like, look. Don't worry about Patterson and Algiers touches. If they're able to run the ball enough to get Patterson and Algier between five and 10 touches each, that means Bijan's also getting between 15 and 20 carries. And if they fall enough behind where, you know, Bijan is, is, can't get more than, or they can't run the ball that many times, then that's when Algier and and Patterson just dissolve from the game plan. But you're right from a DFS perspective that it it definitely limits you a little bit. Like the, the McCaffrey and ceiling is not applied to him. And you could argue that even like a Josh Jacobs, for instance, has like a little bit of a higher raw ceiling because he can get 38 touches in a football game. He can catch eight passes and the Falcons will never run enough plays. I mean, that is the other. So obviously Mike Evans, I mean, I just at this stage, I just think Mike Evans, like you should probably just play him in one lineup every single week because he's he's fucking unbelievable. Feels like Mike Evans was one of the first guys I really loved in fantasy football. And to not be profiting from this season is really, really hurting me. It sucks. It's been, it's, it's been great for me in Dynasty because Mike Evans finally got old enough that he became cheaper to acquire than for a first round draft pick. Yeah. So that's usually when I welcome these old dudes to my teams. So I have tons of Mike Evans in Dynasty. I have like not enough of him in best ball and, and, and none of him in managed. Uh, but it's been, uh, yeah, certainly I've, I've played him in DFS almost every single week at least. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just no, He's just like, he's basically Mike Evans back from the pre-Godwin era now. He's like 2016 Mike Evans again, catching, you know, it, like it's 28% just so insane. of the balls on a million percent air yard share with all the red zone targets from a bad quarterback. This is like, this is like Jameis Evans or uh, Josh McCown Evans or whoever else like he played with back in the day. What would the, what would the Falcons record be if, if Baker was their quarterback? Is Arthur Smith still their head coach though? Yeah. I mean, I think I just like obviously I am so biased towards Baker, but I, I think he is having such a good season. Like I, I think I think the Falcons could be like a 10 win team if Baker was their quarterback. Because Ritter really mm. is that bad. When you watch Ritter, like he really is Not that bad. bad. Yeah, he is Trevor Simeon esque or whatever. Uh that being said, I will be playing a little bit of of Mr. Shits this week. I, I won't be playing any Rashad White because he finally is like actually at an appropriate price at 6,800. He fi- for the first time all year, he's finally right. like more expensive than guys who have, um you know, similar floors to him. Like he's, he's uh, more expensive than Pacheco. He is the same price as Josh Jacobs, more expensive than Bijan, more expensive than Brees, than Mixon, than Charbonnet, than Javante, than Gibbs. Like at, at that stage, the, the 17 point floor that he comes preloaded with actually doesn't matter as much. So that's where yeah. I'm at there. Oh, uh, we're playing pets. Like it's, I feel like it was kind of an underreported story that his role was back to being awesome last week. Yeah. He's just not, like he, ran, he ran over, he I, ran over 90% of the routes again um, versus, you know, he'd been living at like 60 uh, for a month and a half, which I mean, a, it's important that he got the routes like that matters. But I, I also take that as like a, a bit of a bullish sign that his health might be improving. Like why, why, why otherwise would they change? I've been, I've from... been getting in, I've been getting it deep into film Twitter and they, they all clearly are pointing out like he's still not right. Like he, he like, uh, I, uh, who's the guy who does the athletic film breakdown. He's really good. Nate Tice. No, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm totally blowing it right now, but he's pretty good. And he did like a, you know, a three route breakdown of pits yeah. and was basically just like this dude clear, like can't push off on, I don't remember which knee it is. I don't remember if it's his left knee or his mm. right knee, but like, it's still really bothering him. So, but that being said, a guy with that air yard profile at tight end, like tight end stinks. He, I, I do think he is probably a pretty legit play this week, especially because tight end has become such a chalk spot. I mean, Brevin Jordan was 40% owned last week. So like you're getting such <laughs> insane, you're getting insane leverage, just taking a stand at tight yeah. end. Uh, all right. The next game, the Rams at the Ravens. I mean, Kyron jam Lamar jam, likely jam. Puka Nakua. I mean, 
Nakua is like this unbelievable player. I like every week that he continues to be insane, it gets more crazy to me. How good that was his he is. most impressive game this last week. I, I to agree. Me. I agree. Because it was yeah. it was the first game that he wasn't like like compiling. Like it was like yep. he he was absolutely dynamic in that game. Um, I am pretty like legitimately afraid of this Baltimore defense. Um. I, I think that they could muck up this game pretty badly. And this, this game's in Baltimore, right? I'm not, I'm not yes, crazy. Correct. Yeah. Right. So we have weather concerns. We have like Baltimore defense at home concerns. We have West coast team traveling East concerns and being expensive. Um, all that being said, none of these players are really going to be all that owned. <laughs> so I would say that all of, all of those concerns are baked into the fact that like, you know, Pukunuku's role is better than seventy one hundred dollars, and he's probably likely be five likely to 10% owned. will be the only chalk play from this game. That's it. Yeah, he's the only yeah. one. Yeah, I think I think Flowers at fifty seven hundred probably comes in ten to fifteen percent range. But yeah, I mean, if you want to play Lamar, no one's playing him. I don't think you, you're really getting much ownership on. Would on you double stack Lamar or or just single stack? I would single stack. I think. Um, yeah, because you're 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 not. Well, I guess likely so cheap now that you actually can. So that's stack, that's right? the thing is that likely flowers you're getting, you're adding the correlation, but the likely part like almost just doesn't even matter, you know, because he's so cheap right. and because he will be the number one points per dollar play. Like that again, I mean, the Sims thing is just going to be like, every, everyone knows this now, but the Sims just tells you to play the best plays with a couple leverage bots more or less. So likely would be, what, but adding flowers in, I actually, I actually think, the Sims will like adding flowers in with likely more than playing just Lamar and likely on their own. Yeah, I'd be I'd be totally fine with that. I just see I game. I see very low shootout potential. Like I would I would don't I think I would do a bring back. I like I don't think I would force in Kyron or Puka with my Lamar teams. Like I would just play it straight. Yeah, like the Ravens. I mean the the Ravens offense this year has showed me enough that like when pushed. I have faith in them to keep up. Um, and they've had a couple of games, like the Seattle game and the Detroit game, where their defense has just stomped teams and the offense has still scored a lot of points. But there's been far more games where their defense has stomped teams and they're just kind of like muddle through it. Um, if there's if there's weather issues, especially this year, and like I I mean, I'm 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 open to the notion that this Andrews injury like massively hurts them, like especially on third downs. You know, they don't really have that big target anymore to go to as a possession target over the middle. Well, I think it it likely brings a different skill set. It hurts them in like the aggregate. I don't think it hurts them against the Rams, you know, like it hurts their Super Bowl chances, but I don't think it, I don't think it necessarily limits. And for fantasy, you can argue maybe it's even better. It hurt them against the Chargers and their defense sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews is like a a, leg- a phenomenal player. Like he he is, I think, very underrated in uh, the context of this team. All right, my favorite game of the week. This is going to be the game that I end up the most overweight on relative to the field. The Detroit Lions traveling to play against the Chicago Bears. The last two times these yep. teams played, uh, uh, I played all only Justin Fields teams. I I might try and sigh up myself into thinking the chiefs can actually score points against the bills this week. So I, I reserve the right to change my <laughs> mind, but Thursday, December 7th, <laughs> 9 23 AM central time right now. Uh, I've got three single entry teams reserved. They are all, all allotted for variations of Justin Fields teams. Uh, this game is, is sick. Yeah. The lions defense, uh, not good. Bears defense, obviously not good. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I don't know. I think you nailed it here. Uh, DJ Moore. Um, you know, do, I, I like seventy percent believe the field splits. Um, in terms of just how highly he should be regarded with him in the lineup. Um, I think he's clearly. If you're just doing fields, you're you can single stack him. I guess you could probably double stack with Komet too, since they basically only throw to two people. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think all the Lions players right now are like. I don't I don't even know if they're under projected because I, I get that the ball gets spread around between the four guys, but they're they definitely look under owned to me. Um in the sense that all of their ceilings like individually are very high. So I would love to do this game from um frankly either side. Yeah, I would not. So I guess uh I, I would not double stack um 
I would not double stack uh, Justin Fields the same way. I don't really think I would double stack Lamar. I, I think the Lamar double stacks are probably slightly better because of the associated costs. Like DJ Moore and Cole Komet are pretty expensive. Sounds like Dante Foreman's actually going to play, which means that it instead sounds like of he's the lead. Yeah. So like I, I, and Roshan had played ahead of Herbert the last time we saw the bears. So like, that was like kind of exciting, but now it's like literally all three guys are going to play. It's a team that doesn't throw to their running backs much. Like it's just a mess. Um, Gibbs looks like an insane leverage spot because Montgomery keeps getting these goal line rushes, but like the whole Gibbs Gibbs really just is Devin a chain, but on the Detroit lines, like the whole thesis of Gibbs is that he's scoring 40 yard touchdowns and catching passes or whatever like and gibbs will be i you know four percent owned or whatever on the slate i think like he is not gonna filter in as a top value um i would play i would play gibbs over Bijan for for example of uh of like a, a spot that i think is better with a with a higher absolute ceiling next game next game i mean truly uh jacksonville cleveland Zay Jones is we have we have like we have mega weather concerns in this game. This is like thirty mile an hour wind and rain potential. Yes, and C.J. Beathard is probably starting for the Jaguars. Uh, Joe Flacco starting for the Browns. Cooper Amari uh, Cooper has a concussion, so we'll see if he plays. I I don't like Elijah Moore. I I guess you can like, kind of go back to the Elijah Moore thing. He got a bump in price. He's up to forty five hundred. Like the whole air yards bit with Flacco is not going to be as important good here maybe etn maybe four i don't know it's probably just no one probably just no one from this game yeah if there wasn't if there wasn't such significant weather concerns i would be interested in playing like like i would have had interested in ingram because i just think bethard is just gonna really concentrate more on the like without without kirk in the lineup i don't think like with how how much ridley's role is like boundary and deep routes like i just don't think bethard is going to be deploying him very much so i would have been pretty interested in playing like through the short area targets like either with engram or like you know travis Etienne, Trevor lawrence does not check down cj bathard loves to check down like i could see travis Etienne actually getting like seven eight carry or seven eight targets in this game so i would have been pretty excited to play some of those jags um and maybe even bring it back with like i think i think flacco is like, quite good for um, well, obviously Elijah Moore, and I know his role wasn't that great last week, but I still think David Njoku would be in play. But there's if there's mega weather concerns, like then this game could just like entirely suck, and it could just be Jerome Ford and Etienne and Dearness Johnson revenge game, and uh, yeah, so pro- probably probably a full stay away uh, pending the weather. And if, yeah. if it would, it would mostly be the tight ends. Yeah, I I mean I I think Zay Jones at 3700 is probably like fine. Um, I, yeah. you don't, you don't want to play him. You don't want to play him in a tornado, but like Zay Jones is fine when one of the other guys is out of the line. I mean, literally like, yeah, uh, true. this, this time last year, week, week 15, uh, week 14, week 15 is when Zay Jones posted his two best games of the year. So, uh, yeah, you go ahead, go ahead and uh, do with that, whatever you will. All right. The next game again, another, uh, huge bummer here, Carolina against new Orleans, I don't know how he keeps getting away with this, but like Derek Carr, <laughs> Derek Carr like leaves the field, is in the medical tent, has a broken arm, <laughs> a concussion, uh, you know, his his toe fell off, and he's still on pace to start this game. Like, can we just get a fucking Jameis Alave start, please? Like, enough already. Enough. <laughs> I I need I need like some twenty seven point Chris Alave games. I I I won't. I it's just like on the principle, I'm not playing anyone from this game. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Um, I'll play Alvin Kamara. <laughs> yeah, I think I he's mean, a phenomenal play because Taysom Hill's injured, and Taysom Hill is like actually the threat to Alvin Kamara's touches. That's so not really Jamal Williams. Yeah, he's got thirteen carries and like multiple goal line carries. I didn't know week. Taysom was injured, honestly. Yeah, he's dealing with um two injuries. One of them is a hand, and one of them is I, I can't remember if it was a foot or well, a you know. Something. But I mean, Saints Saints uh, quarterback eligible players they just never miss games with injuries though. So apparently he's going to be fine. Right. Well, T- Taysom. I mean, the slight issue with the Taysom injury stuff is like, you know, his his role is already like v- very um like his role fluctuates massively game to game regardless right yeah and it it, it takes such like a small like type of package that it, to me it feels like he's the kind of player where 
like how much of that stuff are they going to install into the game plan if he's in a week where he's legitimately questionable so it's like even if he's active it's like i feel like his role probably still ends up getting reduced um unless you know comes back to full practice or something thursday and friday but um that'd be something to watch out for and then you know, I don't know. We're not playing any Panthers. I, I, I mean, I guess I'm obligated to say that Jonathan Mingo is at Mingo. over 25% target share in two consecutive weeks, and he's 3,500, and you can play him if you hate yourself. Mingo, I think, is actually probably going to be kind of chalky this week. I think he'll probably be the guy that at the the cheaper wide receiver that you flip the cards over on Sunday morning. You're like, wait, this dude is 18% owned. What what am I doing? Right. Which like, with my life? and for the record, like my my opinion on that is like, if you cannot play a player that has shown zero efficiency the entire season is attached to one of the worst offenses in the NFL and will be 20% owned. Then I, I would suggest not playing. Seems, seems. Accurate. I'd better play Zay Jones. It's the same play, right? It's like, a, we're going to run all the routes and we're going to play with a shitty quarterback and, yeah. but he'll have wait He'll have less ownership. I think. All right. The Houston Texans at the New York jets. Could have been a fun game in an alternate hmm. universe, a uh, fun game where Aaron Rodgers stays healthy and he's whipping the ball around the yard with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall's running for long touchdowns. Uh, sadly, uh, Nathaniel Dell broke I mean, so tilted at the Texans coaching staff for uh. letting their 153-pound wide receiver <laughs> be like a push blocker. L- literally so annoying. Um, I mean, I, I got nothing from this game either. Like, maybe you could get away with, Robert Woods or John Mechie is like a true pun. I, I don't know. It's like, this is a tough spot for CJ Stroud. Again, this is another weather spot. This is the the total here selling us that the weather is going to be brutal. Uh, I, I made a bet with Peter yesterday that he gave me 10 to one that anyone other than Zach Wilson would start a quarterback for the Jets. So I said, basically like, I'm not buying it. Like Brett Rippon might start this game for the New York football Jets, even though Salah said on Tuesday that he's starting. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it a lot. There's a lot of time left between now and then. That's where we're at with the New York Jets. It could be dead by Sunday. Could be dead uh, by Sunday. I mean, if you want, this is the the cheapest the the Houston Texans will ever be. Um, I'm not really sure why Brevin is projected for such little ownership. I mean, everybody played him last week, and he only dude, raised up six hundred dollars, and he's Dalton's quite back. Good. Dalton's back at practice. Oh, okay. Well, then that doesn't matter. There anymore. was a. I was doing. I was doing some searching yesterday, working on. Who misses one week with a hamstring injury? I thought. I thought the minimum was like two to three. He was already. He was already back at uh, at practice, uh, juggling tennis balls. Oh well. All right. Well, that if seems you, over. Yeah. If you if you search if you search Dalton Schultz, you will get uh, you will get a, a video of him juggling tennis balls at Houston Texans practice. But if okay, he doesn't, well, if so if he if he doesn't play, obviously, which is like we've seen this happen, um, where guys have been back at limited practice. Uh, actually, right. Christian Watson, we literally did this three weeks in a row where he was back at practice with the hamstring right. injury and then didn't play. So actually, to your point, you could be right. In which case, I I would roll back uh, what I did last week, which was I played Zach Moss and Brevin Jordan in every lineup, and I'll probably do that again. I would I would definitely play Brevin Jordan again. And Nico is tough. I mean, his role was obviously insane last week. I, I think I maybe need it's weird because you know I was like the Nico guy all summer, but I, I still like I, I'm still not sure that I like view him as a truly elite wide receiver in the sense that I would make fun of people for being worried about Sauce Gardner. Like I view him in a way where I am worried about Sauce Gardner. Um so maybe, you know, whereas like if Tyreek Hill was here or if like Brandon Ayuk or, or, you know, anyone, I'd be like, well, are you worried about Stoss Gardner? So maybe I should be more into Nico. Maybe it's just the weather or everything. Like his, his role probably legitimately is 7,600 good, especially without Tank Dell. I just, I feel like I have like a mental block with it. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can play the Jets. Like, like this, this Brees, like I know Brees Hall is going to look good in some of the projections. It's just ugly man like they started playing dalvin cook more on early downs yeah i thought that was a lie lost season i thought that was your classic lying pregame report and then it was true dalvin cook fumbled and they still i would he get 11 carries in the end i think uh yeah and it was like reasonable like i mean on the bright side they then played Brees hall more on passing downs which is like probably in that win because the only area in which he's able to actually create points is passing downs like He's averaging like two yards per carry. And I don't think that it's his fault. It's just, yeah, it's, it's brutal. Um, I, I think Garrett is still playable 5,500. Um, like his role is so good within the context of that offense. Um, 
then I, I still think it's playable 5,500 just based on pure talent and the quality of like the target share he gets. I won't push back on it just because value wide receiver is kind of thin this week. It's like some of your decisions are like, it's all kind of the same vein of grossness. It's like, these are the points per dollar guys like Garrett Wilson, JSN, Elijah Moore, Rashi Rice, Drake London, you know, it's, it's uh, Josh Downs, uh, like it's all sort of just, you got to squint and see it and you kind of go with your personal bias there, whatever your bias is. Like my, my bias would be pro Rashi. Now, granted, if he shows up at 17 to 20% ownership, I'm not going to feel, not going to feel that good about that. So more time to ponder on it. This game though, does have my number one flag plant of the entire slate. The Minnesota Vikings traveling to play against the Las Vegas Raiders. I will tell you right now, Justin Jefferson, what 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 do you gain from being afraid of Justin Jefferson returning from this game? Again, it's Thursday. It's early. The field's going to have time to react. I see him for 6.5% ownership on DraftKings.com. I'm going to guess that he ends up getting projected to be on 12% of rosters by Sunday. I if, if that holds, which I think it will, I will play Justin Jefferson returning in this spot uh, on every team, every single team that I play this Sunday. Um, That's fun. Yeah, I, I'm, I have nothing to counteract the fun of playing Justin Jefferson. Why not? People are, they're legit afraid. They they think like, oh, he'll be eased back in. I mean, I, well, he hadn't played since week six. Is that right? Six yeah. or seven. Yeah. So like he got his 21 day window ended like 21 days ago. Like he, like, right. the, 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 like he is healthy. And I, I mean, I did this whole bit on this whole cast yesterday. I went through and like, they can totally make the playoffs. They are they are drawing like oh, for sure. they to are in the playoffs. It. Yeah, so they're not they're not bringing him back and like have pulling him off the field so Tristan Jackson can run routes. Like this dude is out. Like he's Justin Jefferson. It's I'm, I'm already shaping. I already I already know what's gonna happen, which is that I'm gonna play Justin Jefferson on every single team. He goes absolutely nuclear for 37 points or whatever, and all the stacks that I pair him with just totally dust off. Like Justin Fields gets like six and a half points or whatever. Well, That's would you stack him with Josh Dobbs? No, no, definitely not. How come? Because Dobbs is ceiling. Dobbs being in the optimal is almost a hundred percent related to his rushing, like two rushing okay. touchdowns. Yeah. And Jeff- hmm. Jefferson is not so prohibitively expensive that you have to pair him with some vomit quarterback. Like he is uh, $1,100 cheaper than Tyreek was last week. Yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't be as categorical. We'll know on that. Like there's so many bad games, so many weather games, like Dobbs playing indoors. That's mobile. You He's only $1,500. Like, I, I think it's fine. Like, I mean, I, why couldn't he throw out, like, why couldn't Jefferson have two touchdowns and then Dobbs runs for the third? Like that seems reasonable. I mean, you have bench risk with Josh Dobbs, but my argument would be like, if you're playing Justin Jefferson, you're hoping that his quarterback didn't play bad enough to get benched at halftime. Like that's probably not good for Justin Jefferson. If, if someone's getting benched at half. So uh, I think you're just, you're just trusting that Josh Dobbs is at least going to be good enough to get you there with your $8,500 wide receiver. So I, I'm into the Jefferson play for sure, but I'm, I'm definitely more into the Dobbs play than you. I like the other side of this game too. Like Aiden O'Connell has been, um, as you would say, perfectly cromulent uh, the last couple of weeks. I would say and, maybe even a little bit better than that, to, to be honest. I think he's actually been like, he's been better yeah. than Bryce Young. He's fine. And I think that they probably, like, I mean, neither of these defenses are scary. Dobbs has been up and down obviously but like at his ceiling which you know if you're playing this game you're expecting him to play near his ceiling he's been able to move the ball the Raiders have been able to move the ball like I think Jacobs is a fine play but this is like a pass funnel matchup they've had a bye yeah. week to prepare I think Connell should give them enough confidence like to me they should push the ball down the field I think Devontae Adams is a phenomenal play in this game too I know it's going to be hard to play him with Jefferson but uh his role has been lights out the last few weeks especially early in the game. And then it seems like they sometimes get away from it as the defense adjusts. But I would hope with a bye week, like they are able to have time to figure out ways to use them a little bit more creatively to keep that up. Because when their offense has been most efficient the last couple of weeks, it's been early in the game. So they've been able to force feed the ball to Devontae Adams. They've they've been using him more down the field. Um, I, I think he's a really great play at $7,500. Yeah, I got I got no issue. I got no issue with that. Um, I think you could maybe get away with uh, with Michael Mayer here in this spot yeah. as well. Again, one of the few one of the few indoor games. And 
The Vikings also have been playing these batshit crazy games all year. Uh, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I think it's a function of their explosive plays on offense with Justin Jefferson, Addison, Hawkinson, and the the crazy blitz heavy defense. Like, if you're blitzing seven on a lot of plays, you are you're you're gonna have leaky spots in the secondary. It's just uh, yeah. it's just the way it works. All right, Seattle at San Francisco. Weird spot here because Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet both did not practice on Wednesday. Might be, might be, uh, I mean, DJ Dallas chalk. Like, what do you even do with that? Actually, weirdly enough, I think Kenny McIntosh might play a a lot. I don't, I don't think so. He's only played. You don't buy the Pete, you don't buy the Pete Carroll, um, press conference saying we got to get Kenny McIntosh more involved. No, I don't. I think Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's one of the biggest line coaches in the NFL. <laughs> he, is. I, he he's like he's like almost the number one uh, line coach in the NFL. So actually, weirdly enough, DJ Dallas's only other career thing in this spot where he had to start a game was against San Francisco. He scored twice. He got twenty two touches. And, but yeah, yeah. I recall him averaging like an egregiously low yards per carry, but finally twenty twenty two carries, sixty three yards. Yeah. Okay. That's I mean, bad. he stinks. DJ Dallas absolutely stinks. But it was uh shit. Who was the running? Uh, it was Penny, Homer, and Penny Homer. And who was the other guy who was out? Um, who was the guy who used to share the backfield with Penny? Well, Chris Carson. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. This. So this was. Like I remember 40, DJ Dallas week. Yeah, this was like I want to say this was three or four years ago. But any, I mean, none of this even matters. If you play DJ Dallas, it will be: Does he score a touchdown? Does he not score a yeah. touchdown? If he does score For a touchdown. Sure feeling good is uh like against I'll the 49ers he's he's gonna average like 2.7 yards per carry um he'll probably catch three or four passes so that's something but he's that's not getting anything if he doesn't get in the end zone so yeah i mean i think i think a lot of the times he gets six points here it's definitely not like playing zach moss last week or whatever but i'm into it no um debo or Ayuk for you this week uh it's debo um i Ayuk, if you look at the seattle splits they're quite bad and to me it makes sense um this last this last time he played Seattle going into that game he was one for six uh, or sorry one for eight in his career at hitting 12 PPR points or more he ends up getting to 13 on a late touchdown but that was still only with four targets and two receptions so you know you could just bump up the threshold to one of nine now over 13 PPR points it's it's one of his worst matchups and it makes sense that Seattle defense tends to funnel everything into the intermediate areas they don't give up a lot on the perimeter to outside wide receivers and like IU can beat any coverage it's not an IU issue it's just like a Shanahan will usually just take the path of least resistance against the defense that he's facing like he's not going to try and force ways to get one particular player around a tough matchup because he doesn't need to like Seattle is just going to continually give it up in coverage over the middle of the field. Their linebackers do not hold up well in coverage, particularly Bobby Wagner. So to me, it's Debo, it's Kittle, it's McCaffrey over the middle. It's not, not Ayuk in the spot. Um, I, I don't like if it's one of those things where like if people internalize that and we were going to get like very low owned Ayuk, then sure. But uh, I think he's going to be similarly owned to Debo. And I just think he's like a demonstrably better play in this spot. Um, but probably the the, the the player in this game I'm most excited about playing probably be Kittle. I think he comes in lower owned than either of them. Um, and I, I think he's like just a truly great play. He's historically owned Seattle. Uh, and obviously McCaffrey um, is an incredible play. I guess the the question then would be, so last week everyone, because of the Moss thing and the Elijah Moore thing, found ways to get McCaffrey and Tyreek in together. Not Tyreek, not on the slate. Do you think that a similar thing will emerge this week where CMC ends up being like giga, giga owned? Yeah, uh, probably. And that's fine. <laughs> He's sure. like, Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like this uh, is, to me, this is the not Christian McCaffrey matchup, like in the NFL. I mean, we, like, we, literally, we literally saw it 16 days ago. Backs. Yeah. We like we all watched it. We were all, I mean, you didn't, you weren't full of uh, of turkey and and pie and mashed potatoes. But I was, I was at my in laws' house. Um, after I told everyone all day that Zach Charbonnet was a lock and that Zach Charbonnet was gonna beat was really gonna do it for us even against the 49ers, sitting down on my in laws' couch and just being like, well, that ain't gonna happen. That's not that's <laughs> it's not it's not gonna work out for us. Um, 
yeah, I, I I will say uh, I am a Debo slappy. I will always be a Debo slappy. I I Ayuk is a, a great NFL wide receiver. I have cast my lot um, with Debo, and I'm fine to do that always. So that's where I'm at on this game. What do we got next? Oh, fucking Christ! All right, let's just do it. The Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. I I woke up on Monday morning, obviously in a terrible mood as a Chiefs fan, and I'm like. <laughs> Well, surely we get the Raiders at home this week, right? Or, or, or surely we get to go. <laughs> surely we get to go play at the Chargers and just dunk on that hapless franchise. Nope. <laughs> Bills, absolute nut, must win spot. Can't lose this game. Backs against the wall. Coming into Arrowhead. I mean, I've been having nightmares all week about this. This uh, is brutal. It's crazy that the the team that has hosted the AFC Championship in what is it four consecutive years now five consecutive years they're eight and four they're still alive for the one seed they have patrick mahomes healthy they're at home the other team is six and six has recently fired a coach and i like cannot picture the chiefs winning this game i i can't i i just like the 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 one way i can picture the chiefs winning this game is if the the defense just completely nuts up. Like Josh Allen just spends the whole game being like so frustrated, right? Which they always play better at home, right? That's like, I don't know. I still don't understand the home road splits, the Chiefs defense over the last half decade, but it's it's just real to me. You ever been to Arrowhead? No, I would love it's to. Crazy. It's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. Like I, I've been to a lot of sports games in my life. It It is it is nuts. Like a, like a big high leverage Arrowhead game. It is like a nuts place to play. I, I would imagine... Uh, it's like kind of a human adrenaline element type thing, but it is, it is really nuts. Uh, so these are the plays from this game. You got Allen, you got Diggs, you got Gabe Davis, you got Dalton Kincaid, you got James Cook. Thank They're all perfectly fine. Do you got, care about Dawson Knox being back? And how do you think that affects things? Well, if he, so his practice windows open, if he plays, send yeah, Dalton Kincaid, to, send Dalton Kincaid to zero. I mean, straight up really? like, Oh yeah. Like <laughs> Liam is going to Liam is going to set world records for online coping when Do- when Dawson Knox returns. Like Dawson Knox is going to immediately come back to sixty five percent of the snaps, fifty percent of the routes, and Kincaid is going to go back to three for thirty seven as a receiver every week. Just lock it wow. up; it's happening. What? Why do you think this? That's just the way the Bills play, man. I just like they. The Dawson Knox also makes a ton of money. They like him. They have no out in his contract until after next season. They clearly, by the way, they've done this with Shakir before. So if you remember back yeah. to last year's Chiefs-Bills game, Shakir smashes, has a great game uh, in his first start with McKenzie out. Then McKenzie literally has one of the worst games ever an NFL wide receiver has ever had against the Chiefs. He drops two passes. He fumbles once. He muffs a punt return. Like, I like, truly, you can't make up yeah. how bad he, he was. full sky more. And we did, and Shakir didn't see a play. Didn't 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 get a breath of that fresh field air. Like like so they have they have no qualms about sending Shakir back to the bench. I I think. Okay, yeah, that'd be disappointing. Um, I mean the the, the one thing though that I would say is if uh the dig splits. Um, I mean maybe all these splits are bad to look at. I don't know. I'm probably being hypocritical, but the uh. Diggs has been a way better play with Knox in. And that one makes sense to me because now you're competing with two tight ends all the time instead of competing with Khalil Shakir, who I think is pretty good. So, you know, yeah. if you're running routes against like non-target earner Gabe Davis, non-target earner Dawson Knox, and Kincaid who plays an entirely different role than you, like that's that's a pretty great setup for Stefan Diggs. So, uh, and like this has to change, I assume. But like Chiefs Bills game, not looking very owned especially on the bill side. Like, I don't know if it's just the prices, but like the projected Chiefs ownership are, I'm staring Chiefs at right really now looking, is tiny. Chiefs aren't really, like Kelsey, Mahomes, uh, Rice, right? There's Rice a will be owned and Pacheco will be owned. Yeah. Uh, although Pacheco did not practice on Wednesday, which is sort of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did he get ejected from practice? Like he seems well, pretty healthy. So what, so what Sam, Sam Sherman wrote this in the ETR uh, waiver wire column. Like there's a non-zero chance Pacheco gets suspended for a game also like league league discipline or whatever for literally he like had a hearing or something 
I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm, I like, I, I assume that Sam is grinding harder than I am on, uh, on disciplinary <laughs> statuses of Chiefs running backs. But like, imagine, imagine Clyde Edwards Hilaire chalk week again. You know, no. it's like really, un- well, McKinnon is, McKinnon is, like I, know. I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, Okay, what what do you think Clyde's ownership would be at forty two hundred? Not if, enough. If there's no Pacheco, no McKinnon, he would be that right because be people won't want to click him. Like people, yeah. like people, men will literally click DJ Dallas before they'll click Clyde Edwards Alaire. Not even, not even close. DJ Dallas will be twice the ownership of Clyde. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'll, honestly, I'll maybe play right. Yeah, I I totally would too. I mean, I'm playing. I'm gonna. I I am a sick homer fish like i'll play a little bit of watson i'll play a little bit of kelsey you know like i'll probably do what i will probably do to to placate myself is i will do one team where i go mahomes rice kelsey davis shakir or kincaid depending you know which one of those guys um and then i'll say you did your job you showed your your belief in your stupid team that can't beat the green bay packers can't beat jordan love you know, whatever. But yeah, I like if you if obviously literally not one person on this earth is going to be surprised if we get to uh, hearing the Sunday night football music and Chiefs bang, uh Chiefs bills ended 48, 45, like literally like everyone's going to be like, yeah, totally. You're going to raise happened. my hand. I'd be surprised. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I'd be you pleasantly really... surprised. Like yeah. I'd be jacked up. But you wouldn't be you wouldn't be like a oh, wife. No one could. It would not like not right. like not like CJ Beathard, Jake Browning being 34, 31. Right. I would feel like a moron. I'd be like, oh, right. <laughs> I mean, the two teams that have like dominated the AFC for the last half decade with incredible offenses, like played incredible offense against each other. That's that's cool, actually. I mean, the one the one benefit is like if you're a believer in the notion that Andy Reid just like rope it opes his way through the season and doesn't use the good plays or the good players like. Now's the time, Andrew. <laughs> like, like this would be this would be a good time to use the good plays, in my personal opinion. My so my personal opinion on that would be is that that has never been true, but that the Chiefs are having a hard time combating the disease of more. Right. This is something that a lot of great athletes talk about, and what something that differentiates you know your Michael Jordans from your Tracy McGrady's or whatever, which is that after you win the first championship or win your first whatever. It's very hard to continue to dedicate yourself to your work every single day the same way. And I think to my eyes, that is maybe what's going on with Kansas City is that it's like, I mean, they've hosted the freaking AFC Conference Championship game five years in a row. You know, it's kind of hard to keep that that up. They are struggling to combat the disease of more. I just think that that means. Yes. (laughs) That's it is kind of like an all time bad pick in the sense of that, like, if he was good it would have like changed the the direction of the whole team, you know? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Um, okay. If you have to stack, what's, if you had to stack this game in one combination in a small field tournament, like let's not, not like Thunderdome small, but like just like a normal small field tournament, like the Allen, spy or whatever. Allen Rice Kincaid. Just Allen makes Rice the most sense, makes the most sense positionally and salary wise, I think. Okay. I think I would be, Sims yeah. Sims would tell you that's dog shit, by the way. Sims would tell you if you want to do this game, it would be Allen Diggs, Kincaid, probably no chief at all. Why am I seeing Allen project worse than Mahomes? That's like just that just feels wrong. I mean, yeah, Allen like it's clearly it's it's team it's team total, it's team total based, I think. Okay, so I'll I'll do Allen. It's tough because I really want to play Diggs in this spot. But you, I mean you definitely can. It's just it becomes very expensive fast. Okay, my my gut tells me Allen Diggs Rice, but um, whether I actually go through and start making way more lineups, that might become impossible, and then it's probably Allen Kincaid Rice. But um, so I see where you get there. I I mean, what do we make of Kelsey? Like, is he is he slowing down a little bit? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't see any. So maybe, I don't, watching him, I don't see any indication that he doesn't have it. Right. Um, I think it's just the, I mean, the, the thing against the Packers was just like, they, they had two possessions in the first half. Like it just, you know, like weird things happen yeah. in a football game. I, I, I'm, I'm cosplaying a little bit as like a chief's warrior, you know, like it is what it is. The, right. They'll be fine. The, the time to start worrying about Kelsey is next year. I think. Well, it would be nice if we actually got Clyde Edwards Lair in this game. <laughs> 
because that would allow you to play Allen Diggs, CEH, Kelsey. That would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be that would be a fun team. All right. Our our final game. Uh honestly, I don't even give a shit about this game. The Denver Broncos, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm not playing anyone from this game. Denver stinks. Austin Eckler's running 13 miles an hour. Keenan Allen is more expensive <laughs> than Justin Jefferson. What, what do you want from me? Like, I'm not mentioning Quentin Johnson's name on this podcast anymore. He's done enough. Although he looked surprisingly cromulent last week, just like a and very then he had, norm- And then he had a horrific drop right after. Wow. I was I was about to tweet, like, Quentin Johnson's back. And then I, like, he, like the ball was inserted into his hands and then, like, popped out of them. I was like, ah, this fucking guy. Yeah. The Chargers, the Chargers becoming like a total afterthought is is quite sad. You know, it really is because Justin Herbert is. I I was a Herbert hater for a while. He actually is that good, but uh, oh, I guess we should talk about Javante. Javante is like stone, stone, stone chalk this week. Yeah, which is which is fine, but I I would say his role is very volatile. Like when they fall behind, he does not have much of a role. Um. So to me, like he's, he's the guy I prefer to play at lower ownership, right? Like it's just, things can tilt his way massively in his favor. But um, I think he has, there's always enough outs to how he fails that when he's disowned, like I prefer to, to play other guys. Like he's the same price as Moss. Moss also has a great matchup and Moss is playing all the snaps, no matter what the game script is. And, and Javante is like if dependent on Denver playing for head. If ownership is split at all, like if Moss is like, 38 percent this week i i might like i'm gonna play more contests than usual like it is one of those things where like i mean they tried to give zach moss like nine touchdowns last week how many carries did he have inside the 10 yard line he had he had nine i believe like like that is nuts dude tyler goodson and trey sermon played three snaps in an overtime game three yeah and they caught the the game had like 156 plays in it or something like yeah it was like a crazy game we didn't make enough of this when we were talking about Indianapolis, Cincinnati. Like Zach Moss is like the nutted play again. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to flag plan him because he's going to be one of the most owned players on the slate, but I, I will play him at hundred percent of my lineups. I mean, right now he is only projected like this is large field stuff, but I see him projected to be 31%. I mean, last I think week that's he was, too low. yeah, I, it's definitely too low. Uh, I, he ended up being, 77% owned in my contest last week. And I was like, I don't know. It's still pretty freaking low to me. Yeah. I mean, obviously he fails last week. So, you know, that, that blows up, but I, the role is still incredible. Like, like, like it's just, there's nothing to me that we learned from last week that would make you want to play in last this week. It's just kind of the way that the cookie crumbled for him. Um, and he gets an incredible, he gets like a top five matchup this week. So anyway, um, as for this game though, I think my favorite I like Sutton would be my preferred play because his role has yeah. been quite strong relative to his team context. Uh, when they play from behind, you know, then Javante becomes way worse. They actually have to throw. Chargers are bad at everything on defense. They're bad against the run. Yeah. They're also bad against the pass. They're just bad. Uh, and he's direct leverage off of a high owned Javante Williams. So Sutton would be my preferred play from the Broncos side. Look, I get that it's gross. Don't say it. He look like three. He had three weeks straight of twenty plus PPR points just three weeks ago. He was not any less washed then. Like I'm playing a lot of Austin Eckler this week. I, I I don't care that he is like probably would lose to you in a forty yard dash. Oh well, I don't think he would. Uh, although Austin Eckler <laughs> and I are like kind of <laughs> the same height. Um, the thing is, is that. The Sims are going to tell you Eckler is a good play, but the Sims don't have eyes. But the Sims, but the, the, Sim, Sims, but the Sims aren't telling me he's going to be high owned. Like this isn't, why, this, isn't, mean, this isn't the Tony Pollard like, oh Tony Pollard right. is dust, but also he's twenty percent again. By the way, Tony Pollard's good again. Um, just just putting that out there. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I think I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there with you. I I'm feeling. I'm feeling optimistic about advancing, like getting Tony Pollard as a low advance rate, high ceiling guy in. Uh, the, the the best ball playoffs, but I'm not ready to be like TP is back, you know. Sports this tackles numbers all of a sudden they're getting yeah. Nice. I just you know I I can't I can't get I, I literally like no person has caused me more mental anguish over the last four months <laughs> than Tony Pollard. Like I can't I can't do it. Uh, all right, seventy six hundred dollar for- Austin Eckler against one of the worst run defenses in the league at six percent owned. You're not interested? I'll just you know 
I'll just play uh I might rather play Bijan, honestly. I might rather make I might rather make the efficiency bet on Bijan than the volume bet on Eckler, I think. It's fair. It's just, I'm you know, I, I don't, I, these days I only play like four or five teams and I, I'll play Moss like on two all of them. teams to me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one of them's <laughs> got to be a, you know, one of them's, I, I probably will do a James Cook team, like independent of that game as a total copium bet. Like James Cook just runs for 180 yards on my favorite team. So, you know, the, we all got to protect ourselves our own way. I am flag <laughs> planning. Fair. I am flag planning Justin Jefferson and, Justin Fields. Those are those are my flag plans this week. Those will be the guys who determine if I win or lose money this week. Who are you flag planning? Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, I'll do one good one and one gross one. My good one would be um Devonte Adams on the other side of that game, and then my my gross one is Austin Eckler. <laughs> He's oh, like God. legitimately a great play this week. I don't even like. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> But this is a total uh, do as I say, not as I do, because I don't got the guts. I don't got the heart to click Austin. I, I will like hate myself like on Sunday if he has 18 carries for 31 yards. Like I'm going to hate myself. For- 14 for 18 against that New England Patriots front. Oh, I watched the entirety of that game because I was talking about my failed main event playoff death. Um and everything that we had going at the time, we didn't have that much going at the time, but all of what we did have going was bad, except for the Chargers defense. The Chargers defense was the only thing that was like raising my dopamine. So I watched that game in its entirety because I could just tune out the rest of the bad things happening. All the touchdowns Laporta was scoring against us and just really focus on Bailey Zappi feeding us one point per sack over and over and over again. So I watched Austin Eckler in all of his glory plow into his lineman for one yard per, per carry, and I, I still want to play him this week. I've got a gambling buddy who went to that game. Can you imagine? <laughs> I know a guy who went to this game too. My, my best friend in law school's brother was in Boston at that game. Not me, brother. Not me. <laughs> uh, I will not be attending any of these Polar Vortex games. Uh, hopefully, I will maybe be attending a Kansas City Chiefs-Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl rematch in a short two months' time. We will see about that. Everyone, make sure that you are subscribed to Thinking About Thinking, and we will be back next week. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.